When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, welcome back. So I want to take some time today to talk about the U.S. government debt picture. Now, I think I've talked about this many times in the past. I think a lot of people make a mistake by focusing on the actual amount of the debt. That's important. $23 trillion plus dollars and, and counting is a huge pile of debt. But the nature of debt is that there is somebody that's buying this debt, essentially funding the U.S. government. Just like if you need to borrow money to, to buy a car, well, the, the bank is on the other side of that, of that uh, loan. Uh, same thing goes if you need to buy a house or if a corporation needs to make a capital investment or, or these days, you know, buy back some of their own stock on, on credit. They take out a loan and the, the bank or financial institution funds that. In the case of, of governments, they issue bonds, they issue bills, they issue notes, but it's all uh, another word for debt. And I wanted to take some time today to talk about just who it is that continues to buy this debt that is increasing at an exponential rate, recently passing $23 trillion, the yearly deficit well above a trillion dollars, despite what the official numbers are. We all know it goes faster than a trillion dollars a year. It's just that they continue to say that it's not. But but it always exceeds what they, they state it's going to be. Who is buying it? Well, I, I want to start off with, with who's not buying it. First of all, Japan. Japan isn't buying it. Actually, that's a really big uh, 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 buyer of, of U.S. Treasury debt historically. But in the last month, uh, August of, of 2019, we saw uh, purchases by Japan or, or the amount of holdings that they have uh, drop actually pretty significantly um, in, in, in the realm of 25 plus billion dollars that they sold off or, or that their holdings uh, decreased, $29 billion. China is also not buying bonds. U.S. Treasury bonds. In fact, their bonds have steadily been decreasing since uh, about the midpoint of 2017, a peak of around 1.2 trillion, currently sitting around 1.1 trillion. And if you go a little bit further back, uh, there there was a, a big decline and then a spike in the amount of their Treasury holdings. But if you go back to uh, the winter, the end of 2015, their holdings were around 1.25 trillion. And again, 1.1 trillion today. So as a whole, not only are China and Japan reducing the amount of U.S. debt that they hold, but as a percentage of, of our total debt, it's been on the decline for a number of years now. In fact, again, going back to the end of 2015, it was around 12.5%. That's one-eighth of all U.S. debt, U.S. government debt. China and Japan held. Today, it's less than 10%. And that sounds minuscule, but we're talking trillions of dollars here. And we're talking about two of the largest funders of U.S. debt historically, uh, not only declining in the amount that they hold, but also declining the percentage of U.S. debt that they hold. 
And then there's some other ones that have changed over time. Uh, you, you have uh, large foreign buyers or sellers, and, and they vary, but, but they don't make as large of an impact as, as Japan and, and China because those are the biggest holders. Uh, uh, the city of London in the UK, they increased their holdings uh, more recently. Uh, Brazil from a year ago. Brazil has decreased slightly. Ireland's come down a little bit. Luxembourg has has increased about a quarter of a trillion. Cayman Islands has increased. Switzerland has increased. Hong Kong has increased their holdings. Belgium has. Taiwan has. Saudi Arabia has increased slightly the amount that they hold. Um, So what we're dealing with right now is that as a whole, U.S. Treasury holdings have increased among these these foreign buyers, uh, by a fair bit in the last year or so, we're talking on the scale of maybe half a trillion dollars. But they have to buy more if they're going to fund the percentage of of the U.S. deficit that they have in the past. In the past, they've held as much as you know almost thirty five, around thirty four percent of all U.S. debt. These foreign uh, holders. Today, that's closer to 30%, right? The trend here is that foreign buyers are not buying as much. They're becoming net sellers um, when you look at the, the percentage of debt that they're actually holding, right? So that's significant. So who is it that's buying? Well, mostly it's people here in the United States. You, you have the Federal Reserve, which is, of course, we'll say the Federal Reserve for last year. But then you have U.S. government entities. These are uh, Social Security. Um, you have government pension funds, federal government pension funds, not the state or whatever, uh, city pension funds. And then you have various other institutions out there and individuals, banks, um, hedge funds, mutual funds, ETFs, uh, 401ks, all, all of that, um, which have kind of been the, the big funders of this debt. In the last year, they've bought roughly half trillion dollars worth of debt, right? In addition to U.S. government entities buying about one point, uh, sorry, 0.17 trillion, so 170, uh, 173 billion dollars. So these are a lot of numbers here, okay? And I, I don't, I, I don't um, expect you to follow them all perfectly. The big takeaway here is that as a whole. Foreign buyers of debt, the two biggest ones are net sellers right now, Japan and China. Other smaller buyers have been picking up the slack and they as a whole in the last year have increased their treasury holdings. But the percentage of U.S. debt that they hold, foreign holders of debt, as a whole has decreased. They're not keeping pace right now with with the amount of debt that the US government is pumping out. And so that slack is being picked up largely by domestic buyers. Again, pension funds, IRAs, uh, mutual funds, social security, hedge funds, banks, on and on and on to the tune of over like point, uh, 0.6 plus trillion dollars. But it's still not enough. See, not that long ago, in the last month or so, uh, the Fed began their so-called not QE program. Um, in reality, what the Fed is doing right now in terms of, of increasing their balance sheet through quantitative easing, 
which is buying of, of short-term debt in this case, short-term U.S. government debt, as well as their repo operations. They're currently increasing their balance sheet faster than they ever did during QE 1, 2, or 3. It's a QE program, what they're doing right now. They're just calling it not quantitative easing. But they are the ones that are picking up the slack right now. $60 billion a month. That's what the Fed is 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 funding the U.S. government by currently that when, when you when you um, take that into account over an entire 12 months that's 720 billion dollars right almost three quarters of a trillion that's a large portion of the U.S. debt and in addition to that you also have these repo operations which are which are freeing up you can think of as increasing liquidity in the system and also freeing up money for short-term funding including short-term funding for the u.s government but it's still not going to be enough you know i've done videos like this in the past a lot of this by the way a lot of this information is from wolf richter and wolfstreet.com that's where i get a lot of this information and i've done this multiple times in the past the difference is is that when i've done it in the past it's always been looking forward and saying the fed's gonna have to do qe here at some point Foreign buyers, domestic buyers, they're just not buying enough U.S. government debt. Somebody's going to have to fill in that gap, and it's going to be the Fed. The difference now in in you know roughly the middle of November of, of 2019 is that the Fed is doing just that, $60 billion a month, $720 billion a year if, if they don't stop the QE program like they've said they are going to at the end of uh, quarter one 2020. But it's still not going to be enough. What I'm saying here is that I was kind of, I'm not trying to, to toot my own horn here. I'm not trying to brag. But I was right in that prediction that the Fed would have to fill in that gap pretty soon here because of these crazy deficits. They did. $60 billion a month plus the repo operations. But it's going to get worse. Because, newsflash, a recession is still coming. A slowdown is still coming. We're not in one yet, or at least not in a recession, according to official numbers. U.S. government spending is still increasing, though. U.S. debt is still increasing at an exponential rate. And when we move into another recession, it's not at all hard to imagine uh, U.S. deficits increasing to 2 3 $4 trillion a year because of spending programs and declining uh, tax receipts. And again, there's a gap that needs to be filled by someone. And don't get me wrong, there I wouldn't be surprised at all to see yields drop significantly because of fear, because of people trying to buy a, a safe asset. I wouldn't at all be surprised to see foreign buyers, uh, domestic buyers, move back into the treasury market. I think their appetite's going to be limited, especially domestically, because there's already so many bonds held by, by U.S. individuals and entities. But that's going to occur, I'm sure, until... Uh, the the uh, day of reckoning, which is basically when when people realize bonds are about as as worthless as as the dollars that are backing them, but I wouldn't be surprised to see that. But it's not going to be enough. It's not going to be the tune to an extra one, two, three trillion dollars a year. And again, the Fed is going to have to step in and fill that gap. We're talking a hundred billion a month, two hundred billion dollars a month, whatever the U.S. government needs to to fund that deficit. It's going to occur. And, and, you know, back in, in during the time of, of QE 1, 2, 3, uh, there was a lot of people that talked about inflation back then. Um, hyperinflation got thrown around quite a bit. 
And and I'm not going to be so naive to say that that is for sure what's going to happen immediately the day the Fed ramps up QE and and people realize, everyone realizes, most people have, but everyone realizes that it is just that, QE. QE4 or QE, QE infinity. But it's going to come. It's going to come pretty quickly after that in high amounts of inflation, right? You're not going to see it every, everywhere. You probably won't see it in all the asset prices. But eventually, inflation is going to move up. You cannot print your way to a free lunch. There's no such thing as a free lunch. That's what the Fed has been attempting to do for 10 plus years now. It's not going to work. And ultimately, when they are called in to fill that gap, inflation is going to rear its ugly head. And along with that, you're going to see the so-called, what I, what I just called the day of reckoning occur, in which all of a sudden that extra debt that the U.S. government uh, has has been racking up in the midst of a recession, uh, economic slowdown, spending programs and all that, you're going to see a lot of holders of U.S. debt realize that with that coming inflation, with that monetization of debt, that the bonds they're holding are only as uh, as they're as worthless, essentially, as the dollars that are backing them. What good is it holding a bond at 2%, 1%, 5% when the currency is inflating at 10% a year and has a chance of, of moving up to 15 20% a year? Um, that's going to be the day of reckoning, and that's going to be when the Fed really has to, to try and save the day, but it's everything it's done over the last 10-plus years is going to be seen as... Nothing more than a fraud, nothing more than kicking the can down the road. As always, I'd like to thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in to today's video, podcast, and God bless.